0: You are listening to episode 5 of the Industrial Tradition podcast. Today I'm so excited for you to meet if you haven't already, Austin Ross, that is my husband and he has been on the podcast before in episode 2, but today we are talking about living and working separately. Right now there's about 19 hours that separate us and This isn't the first time we've done this this year or the first time we've done it during our relationship. And so we thought, you know what? It's stinking hard. We've struggled with it and we've learned a lot. We're getting better at it. So we're going to share with you today what we've learned, kind of why we're like this, why we have to do this, what we've learned and kind of how we see making it work moving forward. We believe that ordinary people's stories are the ones that need to be told we want to meet you in the trenches of everyday life and say me too pipeline families farmers ranchers makers mothers mechanics truckers welders and alike are all welcome here industrial tradition is a brand dedicated to celebrating you and the way you live life i'm kayla creator of industrial tradition and your host I love that our community is filled full of people with tough roots and wild dreams. This is our community kitchen table. Show up here to talk shop, tell soul filled stories, share your best advice, and shake hands with folks living on hard work and faith just like you. Hey, it's, it feels so weird to like address you and then tell you thanks for chatting, but thanks for coming on the podcast again. So everybody today, Austin is back on the podcast. My husband, the other part to industrial tradition, the person who doesn't really help me make decisions because he's just like, sounds good, babe, but I appreciate the support and he's always, always there to support and involved in everything I do because I'm involved in everything he does. And that's kind of how we roll around here.
1: That's right. That's me. I'm back.
0: Back again. Austin awesome. is back on, or he was on episode two. If you guys have not listened to that podcast, it is all about how somebody who doesn't have social media has social influence. Hmm. And they all say, hmm, that's yeah. what that episode is about. What he's learned, kind of what's going on in his world, what he would suggest to other people. So if you guys want to check that out, you can on episode two. But today I wanted to talk about living apart and working apart. And you know, it's like, I know we're having, we're recording both of these in the same day, but I figured it would be better to talk about this now while we're experiencing it. For those of you watching on YouTube, you can see we're in two different places, That brings me to my first question. Where are you? Where? In what state? In what structure? Where are you?
1: I am in Pennsylvania still, and I'm in the camper still, just like last episode.
0: Yes, we are actually filming these both in the same day. That's just kind of how it goes. You get them in whenever you can, and Austin was off early today, so that's what we're doing. And Gigan wants to go outside. We'll see if we can put him off for a whole entire 45 minutes or however long this takes. I am in Oklahoma. I'm in our house that has a foundation, not the one with wheels. And here in Oklahoma, central Oklahoma, Payne County to be exact. So that's where we are. What are you sipping on?
1: Uh, Coffee.
0: Wow. It is 9.45 Austin's time and I am still drinking water.
1: Gotta have coffee to do just about anything.
0: Yeah, that's Austin's. That's how, if somebody ever asks you, how do you say motivated coffee?
1: It's my motivation, Yeah. no doubt.
0: If you're awake, you get to drink coffee, so then you can do anything after that, right?
1: That's right, exactly.
0: Yes, so today I just wanted to talk about kind of just what we're going through right now because I we've had a lot of conversations about it because we're trying to figure it out, and I just thought... Why not hit record on one of those and tell people what we have figured out, what we're trying, and what our kind of plans are, what we hope it to look like once we get it figured out, if we can even get that far. I don't know.
1: We will. But We're figuring it out slowly but yeah, surely.
0: Yeah. So I thought we would start with like how it all shifted. Maybe a little bit of background would be helpful. Austin is a pipeline welder. He is, travels for work, been on the road, away from home, traveling for the last six years.
1: Six years, yep.
0: We will be married six years this September, and right after we got married, it was whenever I first went on the road with you, right before we got married was whenever you first went on the road, like, away from home, out of the state. Yes. Austin's been doing pipeline longer than that, welding much longer than that, but that's kind of how long we have been living the travel life, like the pipeline, mainline travel life together as a family. And yes, two people and a couple dogs as a family. I used to think you weren't a family till you have kids, but we're a family. Gosh darn it. So Absolutely. as a family, <laughs> as a family, it's been six years. And which is crazy to me. Is that not bizarre, actually? Very. Like, I'm going to be 29 this year.
1: Yeah, we're getting up there. We've been out of school for 10 years.
0: Yeah, our high school 10 is this year. That is crazy. I was talking to my dad today, and I was telling him about how I'm ready for 30. Like, I'm down for it. I used to think that, like, 20 was it. Like, that was going to be my prime. That actually landed me in a little bit of a depression because I had so many like expectations and stuff. But now from what I've learned and what all like we've worked on and things we've learned the hard way and things we're like pulling ourselves out of like debt, I feel like 30, like the decade of 30, we're only six months apart, right? You're six months younger than me. Yes. Our 30th like years, I think we're onto something. Like I hope so. I I really do. I think you're right. I, I'm excited about it. Your brother just turned 30 and I literally text him and I was like, I think this is going to be the best decade. Like <laughs> all this stuff that we screwed up and that we learned the hard way, we get to do right and in a timely manner, in a strategic fashion in our 30s. Like, let's That's go. Right. I'm ready. But what's the one thing that just changed for us that we haven't figured out that we are consequently, just like everything else, it feels like learning the hard way, living apart. Because we haven't done it a whole lot. The times that we have done it, we totally sucked at it. So what shifted? Do you want to kind of enlighten people? Because I could talk this entire episode, but nobody wants to hear that.
1: Of course they do. But yes, I will elaborate a little bit. Well, it was our social media presence as far as YouTube, kind of, I think that's what's an industrial tradition which is why we're doing this right here. That is what has changed that. Like Kayla said, we tried living apart whenever we first started because Kayla had a photography business back home. She was going back and forth, and I just wasn't working, so we put all our eggs in the pipeline. We've been together until now, and it's going to be like this for a while, and all because of, say, YouTube, right? YouTube. Industrial, Industrial tradition, I guess, was the main cause.
0: Yeah, us moving into entrepreneurship, I would say, is like the roundabout thing.
1: Dabbling into all the things that we are into.
0: It started slow for us, for sure. But basically, whenever we launched Industrial Tradition, which we launched Cyber Monday of 2017, so it's been, how long has that been? Six, seven, eight months? So whenever we launched Industrial Tradition, it we knew then that the shift was going to come about i mean you can't run a business that has products that aren't with you without going back and checking on it at a minimum but also because it is small and we are bootstrapping stuff we can't hire a million people and you know do all the things from afar I have to be involved in it, need to be, want to be, and so that means that I am going to need to be here in Oklahoma where I am right now, and that is why I am here right now is because we did our first pre-order, and so I needed to be here whenever that influx of product came in to package it and then also to then ship it out because that's we have somebody who ships. But our shipping isn't super, we keep it as easy, as fast, efficient as possible. And there's not tons of orders that go out every single week. So somebody's able to do it just a couple minutes at a time. And so I needed to be here for that influx so that it could get done, basically, because we don't have anywhere close to like a full-time or even I would consider a part-time employee. It's very, very minimal that somebody helps us out. So therefore, that's why I'm home. We knew it was coming.
1: We learned some of this as far as needing to be home for such things. Even though it's not exactly a service-based business that you're home for, it still needs your physical attention. And we learned that. I just want to give some I kind of quickly mentioned it a second ago, but the whole reason we got out of working for our service-based businesses back whenever we were 20 years old Mm -hmm. and just married, we like like me, for instance, I had side work going on and I couldn't be there to check on it. And we didn't like that. We didn't want to give ourselves a bad name. You same with the photography. You know, it was just, Mm -hmm. it was hard to juggle from afar and that's why we got out of it. So what I'm saying is we've learned from our past and we've come a long way since then. And that's why we're choosing to do it this way, because it's important to be there physically at times, you know, when you're running a business.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I did leave. I left for two months, right? So I was with Austin for two months. That meant before that he left and I was here for three months. So this year in total here in another week, I think we will be at four months apart And we're how many months into the year?
1: Seven.
0: Okay. Seven. Because you were at home and then you left, I stayed, then I came to be with you for two months, and then now we're apart again. So we learned a lot in the first three months, I think. That has really helped us this month, right? Wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that first three months was not fun at all. I cried on the internet and I posted that video which was super uncomfortable whenever Austin left. And I think people get the wrong idea, which is totally fine. Not everybody obviously is going to or has to understand. I didn't post that for attention or to be dramatic. We like to show real life. We don't want to sugarcoat it. We don't want to give people unrealistic expectations of what our life is like. And I wasn't playing it up for the camera. Absolutely not. If anything, I downgrade stuff for the camera, but it was emotional because I didn't know because we've done distance before and it wasn't easy. And we kind of, I always say we suck at it. And whatever I mean by that is that it's hard. (laughs) Like we're not good to ourselves. We're not good to each other. I'm not saying the whole entire time, but I mean, like realistically, oh, yeah. that's what it looked like. And so I always like use, I say that like we suck at it. So I had that in my mind, whenever he was leaving. And also I didn't know how long we were going to be apart because we didn't have Austin left last minute, you know, fast and we didn't have any plan or idea of how long it would take to be able to get our ducks in a row here before I could go with him. And to be honest with you, I think I would have been way more upset had I known it was going to be three months. I did not have any clue that it was going to take three months.
1: We had no idea how long it would take. None.
0: But did you think, like, in your wildest dreams, would you have guessed three months?
1: No. I was guessing like a month. Me too. A month and a half. So –
0: yeah, it's actually good that I didn't know that, but that three months was good for us, and so that's that's kind of why uh, that's a little bit of a backstory as to when stuff sh- shifted for us, what it looks like, and then I, I think we should move into talking about how we've been working at it, like what we have learned And, you know, kind of talk about has it gotten easier? Because I think that that's something that I hear thrown around a lot, especially within the pipeline wife community. There's like almost a debate where some people say it gets easier, and then other people say it absolutely never gets easier. It always sucks. And so I'm curious to hear what you think, and then definitely I'll talk about what I think. So what do you think we've kind of like, what have been like the hardest things or you think the things that we've made like the most improvement on?
1: Uh, I don't know what the hardest is, but I know what has helped is FaceTime. That's huge. Yeah, There's true. something about the interaction with actually seeing somebody that changes the whole dynamic of a phone call. Because if yeah. you're like me, I don't I'm not really big on talking on the phone, especially if there's not a reason. But Kayla needs the attention Mm -hmm. uh, more than I do. I guess you could say, like, she just wants whatever. I mean, No,
0: that's fair. No, yeah, yeah, you can say that.
1: And so she just needs that more, no matter if it's not. I'm just kind of a blunt person, and and I need to be more creative and talk about more stuff more often. That's something I constantly work on. So uh, that's something we struggle with, I guess, is me. Or that's something I struggle with personally, is just being creative and witty and coming up with stuff to talk about whenever I'm not feeling it, you know, that's just that's my personality, but I definitely try to work on it all the time. But yeah, FaceTime helps. I mean, I think just over time we've gotten better at it because we've grown closer to God with each other the past couple of years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, all that. All, I think time has helped.
0: I think there's but, a little but, bit...
1: But time, in the time, you need to be working towards something. I don't want to mistake the time factor for just time and nothing else. It's a combination of time and work, you know. And
0: working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be intentional about thinking about it. I think there is a level of comfort that comes with the experience of it, right? I think that anytime you have experience in something and you, you know what to expect, you have an idea of, learning how to communicate through it and what the differences are. That word comfort kind of comes to mind. And it's interesting because I've found comfort in kind of two different ways. One of them is just knowing that, you know, the longer we do it, the more you understand how I operate and what I need and things like that. And I understand vice versa. Like one thing that I learned that I didn't really realize that Austin didn't talk that much or didn't come up with things to talk about because whenever we're together, I don't really feel like very often ever really comes up, but it's because either I come up with it and I'm fine with coming up with it because he's just there. So I strike up a conversation or I'm way more fine with just sitting around and not saying anything whenever we're together because we're just together. So I don't have to talk to you. But whenever we're over the phone and we're not together, it's like you feel like you need to be talking about something or else you might as well get off the phone. And then if we're off the phone all night, I'm lonely, you know?
1: Yeah, it's just disconnection, disconnection. So like connecting is important,
0: yeah. And then I also found comfort in being scared and i 've gotten way better at this those three months man i didn 't realize how much it helped me, just forcing me to be home for that long i 'm a total frady cat i 've been like this since I can remember. I don't like like walking into the dark. I don't like coming into a dark home. I'm fine with dark more in the morning than I am at night, if that makes sense. Like that's something that actually was really hard for me to overcome because Gingham was a puppy. I had to take him out at night. I didn't like that. Or if I said yes to an event or something away from home, like the whole time I had anxiety because I knew I had to come home to a house that was going to be dark and nobody else was going to be there. And so, as staying home for those 3 months and just making myself do it like he was a puppy I had to take him out. So, get over that or, you know, work on it something and then, you we'll know, saying up. yes to events. We'll clean up dog urine in the house. I'm not yeah, and I'm not going to let him go in the house. I'm trying to potty train him, right? So, that's another thing that I found comforting that I've noticed that this time being home, it's not that I never think about it but I am more comfortable in it because for one, I can logically tell myself, Kayla, like you lived here for three months by yourself and no chainsaw murderer came in here and like hacked off your head. You know what I mean? Like I'm still here. That didn't happen. So what I'm saying is, is it really helped, but it was because I just had to like cut the cord, like pull the plug, you know? Like I couldn't go live with my brother for that long. Like I have to just buck up and do it. So that was helpful. Found comfort in that. Found comfort in us that's a whole understanding other each other.
1: A whole nother episode is facing your fears. Yeah. It sounds so cliche, but sometimes that's what it takes is hitting bottom or having to deal with it, having no other way to turn. Anyway, it's all whole nother deal. Go ahead.
0: So do you think it has gotten easier or that we've just gotten, we've just, learned how to make it work for us
1: Mm, that's toughy I think a little of both a little of both I think it's gotten easier because like you said you get the more experience you have in this lifestyle the more the the better you get at it if try you know which the lifestyle for everyone for anyone is, is different you know some people have to get used to living apart for six months at a time. Some people go back and forth like you and me or some people get used to living together but being away from the rest of their family for six months at a time, you know. So I yeah. think we've definitely gotten gotten better at it because of the experience.
0: So the other day I had a hard time with it and it was that day that I kind of got to thinking I don't know that it's easier. I just think that I've learned tools to make it work for us to communicate better about it like I've learned how to work it if you will because I actually got on Instagram one night and I told people like I was really sad before bed and I was almost in tears I can't remember if we had an argument that night or what happened I was just upset I was frustrated at the situation all this stuff and I got on Instagram and I just told people, you know, you know, if you're uh, separated from your spouse tonight or sometime and it doesn't feel normal, that's fine because it's not. Like living apart that many nights is not normal and shouldn't feel normal, quote unquote, like normal. You don't marry somebody to live your they life are. separate from them. Yeah, yeah. And not sleep in the same bed and not see each other physically for months, like days. Like that's just not normal. Is it doable? Absolutely. Whenever we bring in this subject, people always bring up military families and I love talking to them. I want to talk to more. I would love to talk to some military families that have moved into pipeline, you know, to be able to help our pipeline fam but also just military families in general on this subject because I think that they would have tons of insight. And we actually got to talk to a military couple at the wedding that we just went to and one thing that they said is that they kind of agreed with me whenever I said, for one, people shouldn't compare. And I don't want to get on this rant because I will totally, that's what it'll turn into. But that people shouldn't compare, but also that even for them, like it's not something that they get super like pumped up about. Like, it's not like, oh yeah, like I'm so excited that my spouse is going on deployment. It's like, okay, this is what we're doing it's gonna be for a year like we can do this. It's like a we can do it together, we can make it happen. and I think that that's a lot how we have to look at it. like I said in that Instagram story, I said, remember whenever you're frustrated or whenever you're sad, remember why you do it. And everybody's why for living this way is different. and I think whenever you don't have a why, that's whenever stuff becomes super muddy and really confusing and probably really frustrating. Because, and those are the couples that I say, you know, they're frustrated that they're living apart. And they ask me, should we live together? And I'm like, if you don't have a reason to stay at the house, like at least try the road. Because being together is absolutely, I, in my opinion, 100% the best option, especially to it, try, like you have to try it. Agreed. But if you do have to live apart or you need to, or whatever, remember why. And I think knowing that why as a couple can get you, that can just help so much. Like our why is because we found, I found that it was necessary for me to chase my dreams <laughs> for me to have my thing because I couldn't just write on Austin's coattails for my whole life and be happy for me. Like I tried to make it to where I was okay with being like a full-time stay at home wife. By the way, I'm not dissing that. I think it is 100% a wonderful job can be a full-time job. Like if that is you, if that is your truth, do it 100% but what I learned is that I tried to make it me and it wasn't I need my own work I like to work I grew up working it's how I kind of like stay grounded I feel most myself I feel most you know used like in a good way if I'm working if I'm doing something with my time that I can see a I don't know how to explain it. I just I need to work, okay? And so because I found that out, I things had to change. So whenever I'm here and I'm lonely, I have to remind myself, Kayla, like this is why you have to do this. It's not Austin's fault. It's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's just the situation, and it's why, and it's not forever.
1: One thing to keep in mind too. I'm glad you said that. It's not forever. Mm -hmm. That's helped us a bunch, you know. One thing that I like about our lifestyle is. For me, I can do this, and I like it, but for me, the ups and down helps me like because not knowing exactly how long that in your mind you're thinking that it could be it could be two weeks from now or it could be one month from now instead of six months from now, you know it could be right around the corner, you know, so like that keeps me going because just one day at a time, one day at a time, like one week at a time, you know? Mm-hmm. So that keeps that keeps me going.
0: Yeah. As Austin said, this has been harder for me. And so I have had to put in more work, put in more thought, put in more effort to try to figure it out, to not make it any bigger of a deal than what it has to be and to not let it rule my life and get in the way of our relationship and things like that. And I actually ended up back in therapy We're just going to talk about it because that's something I'm going to end up talking about on here, I'm sure. Once you get to know me, you'll know I advocate for therapy. I really like going. It helps me a lot. And whenever I was home last time was whenever it's kind of what prompted me to go back to therapy.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I think I I had been home a month and I hadn't slept because I had no schedule. I was working like 14 hours a day. I was eating like three meals in front of my computer, like a psychopath. I was doing no other activities or seeing anybody else really except for my brother. My brother would like text me and be like, Are you okay? Your truck hasn't moved in like three days. And I'm like, How do you know that? And yes, I'm fine. But it wasn't, it wasn't healthy. And so I had to learn another part of this, which maybe this is a whole nother subject. I don't know. I know we are getting close to an hour, so we're going to have to watch our time, but I had to learn how to healthily, is it a word? Healthily I don't
1: know live, if it is or not, but
0: live, <laughs> live apart from you because so much of the last six years for me has been you first, whatever I'm doing or me next, whenever you weren't here, I was like, excuse me? What does that mean? And it was for an extended period of time. So it was like all my little bad habits and stuff were glaringly obvious. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, this is kind of gross, but I had to like remind myself, like, you need to shower, you know, or like you need to do the dishes or it's not healthy to sit in front of your computer three meals a day. But you need to like walk the dogs instead of just take them out for a bathroom break and come back in and work because you've got in your mind that your husband's gone. So you're just going to work all day, every day. Or, oh, this was another one. I didn't go grocery shopping because I was just like, I'm always trying to feed you stuff that, you know, is good for you and is right for Austin's type one diabetic. And so, you know, always like have that in mind whenever I'm thinking of meals, but whenever you weren't here, I mean, why meal plan? Why buy groceries? I don't need to do that for myself. Like, who am I? So that's another thing that I had to learn. And I had to like literally weeks upon weeks go to therapy to like figure out my schedule and like how to, you know what I mean?
1: A couple of things I do other than remembering that it's not forever. It helps to look at the positives because being apart can draw you closer together whenever you are together. Yeah, You know, that time apart makes you appreciate the time together more. So that's one thing that I, that I keep in mind and that I like about it. I don't, I don't like it, but it, you have to look at things like that. Or at least that's the way my mind works.
0: The last thing I had on my notes that I thought we could talk about is our plans for making this work long-term. So maybe just like our big takeaways, if we were to tell somebody without all this backstory, how do you make this work? Living and working apart. How do you make that work? I think the first big takeaway was one just conversation. I mean, that's just relationships in general. You got to talk about stuff. You got to talk stuff out, fight stuff out, whatever you got to do. But it also helps to do that through FaceTime or some other type of video chat because seeing each other physically is just, I think it humanizes everything. It makes it like, We've even had stupid stuff where I can act like I'm more mad at you until I see you, and then I'm just like, wow, this is stupid. Or like, you'll do something really dumb that makes me laugh. And like, I don't want it to lighten the mood, but it does, especially if we're through video chat. So I think, yeah, I think that video chatting is number one. Can you think of like the other biggest takeaway?
1: do things to, which this is something that I struggle with till this day, but do things to show each other. Oh. that they, that oh. they <laughs> I struggle with this hardcore, but I promise. We didn't
0: even talk on. about this. This is probably, no, that's didn't. probably why no, it didn't. hasn't happened. I'm just kidding. Eh,
1: well, no, I think that's one of the things I was actually going to say. It really was. Oh, okay. It's a tip to help. Because it make it's it helps you stay connected. Yeah, uh, show each other that you love them. Not only say it; you can say it a lot, but saying it means nothing if you don't show it. Right. And that's something I struggle with. I'll be the first one to say that I suck at it. I don't do it like I should, but that makes a huge difference. If you can show ideas, mail stuff, mail gifts, mail a letter. Text is good, but not near as meaningful as a letter because a letter it takes more effort to do so. So
0: that means yeah. So let's let's it. let's tell the viewers a story. Okay. So I think we should preface this. Well, no, no, no. We should back up and say, some people don't need to be shown with physical things. I think what we're saying here is making sure you're still meeting, communicating with your significant lo- other's love language via being a part. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's ways that you can do about every love love language except for physical touch from apart. So make sure you're meeting those needs. And if you don't know about the five love languages, we will link it in the show notes. It's a great book resource. You don't even have to read the book. You can go on and take the quiz. It's helped us. And I think, I just think it's a great tool that is something that anybody can do and build into their communication and relationship that can really change the game. Okay, back to my story. So once upon a time, Austin had to mail me a key after he left for the first time this year. And it was for a trailer. By the way, Austin likes to leave a lot of work for me to do after he leaves. It's so nice of him. So he left a-
1: Keeps her distracted that way. She don't miss me oh. as much. She like uh, she she oh. actually despises uh-huh. me and glad that I'm gone. Yeah. So I do that on purpose.
0: Right. No. Winking. Anyways, so he leaves welding beds for sale on a trailer and the trailer is locked and he takes the lock to Pennsylvania on accident, obviously. But he needs to mail me back the key so that before I leave, I can move the trailer because. It needs to be moved off away from the road before I leave town. So, you know, he finally comes up with a day that he has time to get off, that he can get to the post office in time to mail this key. And he mails the key to our P.O. box. I go to the P.O. box. I then drive to Sonic because I love Sonic Happy Hour. And I pull up to Sonic and I order my Happy Hour drink and it was like one of those like kind of brown padded envelopes that's like a little smaller than letter size, you know that you can buy at the post office and then like put stuff directly into and send and I open it up, there's like a thing where you can rip on it, and I open it up. y'all hold on to your seats. There was a key in there, and that was it <laughs> there was
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Kayla had higher expectations, guys.
0: Yeah, my expectations were so high that <laughs> I thought that maybe <laughs>
1: <laughs> I failed miserably. I didn't even think about it. Shush, y- y'all ain't the I only thought,
0: one. <laughs> I thought that maybe whenever I opened it, that like he might have wrote like on the envelope inside or on a piece of paper. Oh my God. And folded it up and put it in there. That he might have wrote like, I love you, or I miss you, you know, Simple. and just, just tossed it in there because he had to send the key anyways. You guys, brown envelope, opened it up, and there was one single gold key and absolutely <laughs> nothing else.
1: <laughs> oh, goodness. It's it's the little things, guys. It's the little things. And like I said, I, I still ain't made it. I still ain't bounced back from that one, but <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm terrible at it. But those I'll things will go. At a, long- I'll be
0: telling that story to our grandkids, just but- so they know.
1: <laughs> Listen,
0: if you're gonna send something in the mail, at least put something like, even if it would have said like, "Here's the key." Love Austin. Not even like, "I love you" or "I miss you." Like, if it was just like, I, I don't know, like
1: a little more personalization is all.
0: Yeah, but Austin was like, "I need to send her the key." Key envelope <laughs> sent. <laughs>
1: One track mind, baby, one track mind.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so in case you wondered the dynamic between the two of us, now you know. That is basically it. So that's the the second thing. First one, FaceTime. Second, you know, your spouse's love language. Do we have anything else?
1: Just don't give up is what I would say. Don't ever even think about the option of giving up. Keep that out of realm of possibility. Yeah. But what, what else do you have?
0: Like, that's what we think the key is to not getting divorced.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, but, general. That, but that goes yeah, along with same I same thing. Because like, this will right. break you. This lifestyle will break you. Yes, A that's lot true. of families, you know.
0: That's true. So I think it's a couple things. I think the last thing, it has to do with expectations and honesty, okay? So I think it's important to have realistic expectations, know what those are, And be realistic about them. Like whenever you have your crabby pants on at night or your sad pants and you're being dramatic, you have to bring yourself back to, okay, I'm an adult. This is the expectation. This is the reality. Like I need to get myself together and realize what's really going on or how it isn't as bad as what I think it is or whatever. But also honesty. And whenever I think about this, I think about a lot of things because We have a lot of people come to us, which I feel so honored about, by the way, whenever people come to us about relationship advice, because we're really passionate about having a successful relationship, not one that just exists, but one that thrives. And so I feel super honored whenever anybody asks us relationship questions, but it's to be honest with your spouse, but with yourself, because I think that sometimes what happens is, is... And I don't know if this is a girl thing or not. I know between the two of us, I definitely do it way more than you, but I will not be honest with myself. So then therefore I'm not honest with you because I, I try to like fool myself or whatever into thinking like oh no, like I'm not going to bring that up because that doesn't matter to me. But yet like, hello, it's burning me inside and it does bother me realistically, yeah. right? So yeah. it's, and that's, that's just a relationship thing in general. But I think whenever you add miles in between you, everything, everything that is hard or wrong or broken is magnified. Absolutely. Everything. And so it's important. It's so important to be honest with yourself, to be honest with your spouse, communicate about what those things are. Your spouse cannot give you what they don't know. They also can't give you everything that you might think you want or need if they're away. That's part of reality, right? Like if I need a hug, Austin can't just, you know, roll on over here and give me a hug. That's not realistic, right? But like, what can he do that would feel like a hug, right? Or the other thing that I really had to learn, this is probably a whole nother topic, but has to do with you have to, I think anybody who knows this lifestyle knows that it does come with a certain need to be independent. And part of that independence and part of being an adult, especially an adult in a relationship with somebody who has, you know, there's distance in between you is that you learn real quick, like quicker than quick, that you have to find happiness for yourself and within yourself, not within somebody else. Because if you don't know that and you can't find that, you are going to be miserable no matter how short of a time you guys are apart because you only have yourself to live with. And so... That's one thing, like I told you, I, I learned a lot about myself. All the stuff that was magnified in our relationship, that was real, that happened. But all the stuff that I didn't like about myself or that was hard about myself or that I didn't love about myself, that was magnified too because your girl had to live with only herself. And whenever you have to do that, well, it, you learn a lot <laughs> about yourself really quickly. So I think that's another thing is just being honest with yourself, learning to hang out with yourself be, you know, kind of be your own friend, whatever. And just communicating, I would say, is the last one. So I know we didn't solve everybody's problems, but I hope those tips are helpful.
1: A couple things I want to add. Do not be too proud to get help, like Kayla said, uh, therapy or some kind of uh, ebook or course or a Bible study, whatever, to help get ideas, use those avenues to get help to try to work on community. Yes. Anything like like that. Don't don't be too proud to reach out for help because, and just be open for help to help because, because that's going to help you if you're open to it. And one last advice is trying to stay grounded and being grateful for what you do have in life will change your perspective and make you appreciate the fact that you do have a wife, you do have a husband, he does have a job, she does have a job, things like that. Just focusing on the little things and being grateful for the little things will help also. Yeah,
0: for sure. You're such a simple person, babe.
1: (laughs) I mean, I just try to be. I mean, it's not all simple. No, I know. It helps. It helps huge. You know, you have everybody... Has stories at some point in their life that something traumatic happens, and that's whenever they realize how good they had it. You know, like right. sometimes it's just somebody they know, but God forbid it happened to yourself for you to finally realize. You know? So, yeah, you're it's right. It's true. It's hard. Let's, it's hard to stay in that mindset, but it helps. You know, it's extremely hard when you're very busy and the world's turning fast. It's hard.
0: For sure. I feel like this was helpful. I hope it was helpful. I think that if I would have had something like this, you know, we come from the place a lot of times of, like what are we dealing with, or what have we dealt with, and how can we help other people that are dealing with the same thing? And uh, so much of this pipeline life, traveling, you know, and even now going into entrepreneurship, I don't, I don't know if any in my real life successful entrepreneurs that are doing and have big goals and have done big things like what we want to do, like multiple businesses. Hello, what kind of crazy person would decide to do that? Oh hi, my name is Kayla and me, I'm trying to do that. So, you know, we've had to learn a lot of stuff the hard way and our hope is always that we can pick you guys up, we can help you so that maybe you don't have to learn the hard way or the long way like we did. And so I hope that this episode has given you guys tangible stuff, has helped you in some way. Let us know what you guys think and if there's any other topics you would like Austin and I to talk about. I know this really wasn't an interview. That's typically what we will do here, but I also think it's good to switch it up and for us to have some of these conversations and hopefully, you know, press record and hopefully they help people.
1: Absolutely. We do it all the time anyway, so why not share it?
0: Yeah, in case you wonder what we talk about on the phone, it's this. this type of stuff we're so obsessed with getting it right not getting it right to be a perfectionist, but like figuring stuff out and doing it good and that involves our relationship like we don't ever want to just exist or be roommates or just say like oh like we're miserable. this is the way that it is because pipeline life sucks and so well, we're just gonna suck too like we don't ever look at anything like that so
1: don't don't take that the wrong way she's not sure coding anything we have had our fair share of arguing and oh, And gosh yeah but that's a we should have mentioned that more but anyway just so everybody knows it's not perfect that's what keeps us going no. is the constant work on all the discs
0: yeah we have tons of fight but that comes like <clears throat> it comes from our want to our push to do Do life good and better and intentional, not just say, Oh, this is what we were met with, and this is what it has to be. Like, we don't ever want to live like that. Do I get in that headspace sometimes? Yeah, it happens on bad days, but we try to pull ourselves out and try to learn and grow. And we're always trying to do that as a couple, no matter what we face. So, anyways, we're rambling now, but let us know on social media, DM us if you have questions. Let us know if you want us to talk more about stuff like this or if you have topics that you would like us to cover. Also, we need guests for this podcast. We want to talk to you. I, I, it's me. I'm gonna be interviewing. Sorry, Austin isn't gonna be here all the time. I want to talk to you and I want to interview real life people who go through real life things. And I want to learn about what those are, what your story is, and what you've learned from it, because I know that that can help other people. And I haven't experienced everything, or went through everything, or learned everything, so I can't help people. I can't help with everything, but if I share other people's stories, I feel like we can help more people, and that's what we want to do here. So if you guys, like I said, please just hit me up about everything. The website is industrialtradition.com send me some dms let me know nominate yourself to be on the podcast that's not weird i won't think you're weird send me an email and let's get you on here and talk about real life and the hard stuff and the good stuff and what we learn from it and yeah
1: absolutely looking forward to it thanks for having me
0: yeah thanks for coming i would ask you the three questions that we end with but you just answered them the other day but in case nobody's listened to episode two let's do them anyways. What are you reading, watching, or listening to right now?
1: Peter McKinnon, and I just found a new one tonight, which is Moment.
0: Yeah, I think he's talking about Moment lenses. Yeah,
1: video stuff. Peter McKinnon and just camera stuff, learning all about camera and editing.
0: Austin's learning how to edit his own videos, and I think he's going to be really good at it. So he's been watching YouTube because that's how I learn everything. So it's like instead of just asking me, just search it on YouTube because that's what I do. (laughs) What is your favorite place you've ever lived or visited?
1: Montana. We just went out there for a real, real good friend of ours wedding and by far western, southwest Montana, absolutely the most beautiful place I've ever been to probably thus far.
0: We have been in Montana before, but it was the, it would have been the eastern side, far eastern side, North Dakota border. All right, so Montana is your favorite place, and then the other last question is, what is your favorite quote, verse, or saying? It is,
1: my grandpa used to say, every Sunday we'd go over there for lunch to my grandma and grandpa's house. After church, we'd go over there, and eat lunch, and he would always, whenever we left, as a kid growing up, he always said, learn something every day, and that's always stuck with me, and it's huge means a yes. lot the older you get if you care to learn and care to grow as an individual or in your business at all. Learn something yeah. every day.
0: Austin says that at the end of his YouTube videos. If you wanna check Austin out, you can find him online at A Ross Welding. Uh, he has a YouTube channel and Instagram. He also has Facebook. Let's be clear, he's not on them. A lot of it's me, but that's where you can find his stuff. He does make YouTube videos and we have a vlog channel together. Austin and Kayla on YouTube, where we share our more daily life. We don't share daily, but we share daily life. So if you guys want to check that out, you totally can. That's where you can find us online everywhere else at industrial tradition. And yeah, thanks for talking it out. By the way, guys, this is uh, you want to know what business and togetherness and living apart looks like. This is our conversation for tonight. Cause Austin's probably fixing to go to bed right after this.
1: That's right. I don't even know. So
0: we're the weirdos that recorded our conversation, our nighttime conversation for the whole world to hear.
1: (laughs) Love it. Absolutely love it.
0: Social media is weird. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Austin. I thought that it was really, really a good conversation. So let me know how you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Please find me on Instagram. Send me a message if you guys have any questions or any comments. I would love to hear from you there. We also have the show notes at industrialtradition.com. If you would like to find any of the links we talked about, you can find those there as well as links to our social medias where you can come hang out with us more. If I don't see you anywhere else until then, I will see you next week right here for the show Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and I will catch you next time. Bye guys. I hope this conversation found you right where you are. Join us to celebrate and support one another on the road to life well lived. You can join in more with our community by visiting industrialtradition.com slash subscribe and we will send you over all the ways you can hang out with us during the week. I'll be back here same time next week for another episode. Now it's time to push back your seat and go live your industrial tradition.